my beauties out there welcome to life in zero gravity another installment you know how we do every week i try to stay consistent with it as i've said some weeks are definitely harder than others um but yeah this week shouldn't be too bad <laughs> shouldn't be too bad so first off shout out to i i don't know if i should name her on here but you know a, a friend of mine took me out to celebrate the release of ZN the new album which by the way if you haven't heard please check out um, I included a song from it as the intro as I do you know so make sure you check it out it was five years in the making honestly but when I say that it was more five years in the making on New Jack's part the only reason I say that is because I feel like you should know that going in know that what I did, the only thing that I did recently on here, the only thing that was written recently was the chorus for Hibiscus, which we decided to put a chorus on at the last second. So that's the only thing that I did recently. Everything else is from five years ago. So that's before, it's after Life in Zero Gravity 1 and 2. And it's before everything else that I've released is Zero Grav, other than, um, like way back in the day when I made those EPs in like 2012. So it's been a minute, honestly. And, and you know what? I want to say that I kind of squandered those years from like 2012 to 2016. I don't know. I guess I was just kind of waiting on other people for too long. 
So that was my bad. I messed up on that, and I think I, I hurt my own career by doing that. You know, uh, I came back strong at like 24 with a double album, you know, but I really should have done more with that time. I could have built more. It was before the algorithm was all fucked up with music. And I think it could have been more successful if I would have I done it. it then. You know, so. It's crazy. Like, videos that I really don't put much effort into. Like, recently, for example. There's no promotion on this at all, right? Didn't pay. Just threw some hashtags on there. Used the filter. Put my song. It's a couple of days ago. It hit 19.7 thousand plays. Then, fucking music video for Ain't Got a Thing to Lose, which you should check out if you haven't seen, by the way. Um, that music video, when I tried posting it, got about, I think, 200 plays. A music video that I spent money on you know, and that we put a lot of time and effort into that shit gets like seen by almost no one it it can be maddening honestly it's like what the fuck is going on at Instagram I already, like I know that they don't like me, there's something that I did, I don't know what it is I know that they nerf me every chance they get but it just gets frustrating sometimes because like I put a lot of time and effort into the shit I do and for them to just do that you know and make it where it's hard for it, it's harder and harder for me to actually make a livelihood out of music when they do shit like that like they don't allow my stuff to be seen by anyone okay so I paid Instagram a little bit of money for them to boost my posts for the album right that was that reached a million people <laughs> didn't even spend a crazy amount of money you know that reached a million people so <laughs> it's very interesting man it's very interesting it's just become so corporate and so much about pay for play and it just sucks. And for the listeners who don't know pay for play, you can literally buy everything. You can buy story views, you can buy likes, you can buy followers, just all for the numbers sake. You can buy streams, you know, the click farms. It really makes you wonder because you can buy thousands of streams for a cheap amount of money. Not much money, you know, and <laughs> you can boost your streams off of that. You can buy Spotify followers, you can buy YouTube followers, TikTok, any site you can think of. You know, any app. I guess it's an app and a site technically, right? So any of that you can buy. That's why I said I said I said it before, I'll say it again. They say men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Yes the fuck they do lie. <laughs> Yes, the fuck they do. I mean, we've always known that 
just because the song's a hit, just because it sells a bunch of copies, doesn't mean that it's like the best music out there. I think sometimes people conflate that. It's like, oh, the one who sells the most makes the best music. That's how a lot of people view music. And that is almost never the case. <laughs> you know, it's all marketing and they nerf it. You know, they make it hard for anyone to break through. It's pay for play. It's all pay for play. Everything's pay for play. Pay for views, pay for likes, pay for shit, pay for comments. You know, I was part of I, I, this marketing company reached out to me to work with them. Right. And you, you pay some money. I tested out like their lowest tier thing just to try it out. All the it was supposed to help you on Instagram, get you more likes, get seen by more people. I mean, it got more views, but when I looked at a lot of the likes, it's like a lot of this shit, these don't look like real people. You know, it looks like it's a bunch of bots and shit. I don't know, maybe it's legit, but the, I mean, the views, that really worked. You know, that was, it definitely generated more attention, but they had a whole Telegram group, the app Telegram, if y'all have heard of that, where it's like, it's set up to where you're supposed to comment on people's shit. And if you comment on, I think, two or three people's shit, then you, you know, then you're allowed to post your link and then they can comment on it. So it's like that type of shit where it's like, well, that's not real though. You know, like that's more real than bots. These are real people, but it's literally just people commenting so they can get more promotion for themselves. And it's like, they don't really mean the comments. I know for me, there's a, like, I, I barely did it. I did it for like a little bit. There's a lot of trash on there. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to say about this. Cause the thing is they make it where you have to comment on the last two links posted. And sometimes it's like, this is horrible. Like, I don't know what to say and I don't want to be a dick. So I'll just say something. <laughs> my go-to is might as well, <laughs> might as well. <laughs> Like, whenever someone posts some shit, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to say to this. I don't like anything about this. I don't like the beat. I don't like the video. I don't like the bars. I'm just like, might as well. Because <laughs> it doesn't sound insulting. You know, it's, it's, I'm not good at faking it, man. I can't fake it. If I don't like some shit, I'm not going to be like, yeah, this is great. I can't put on that big fake ass face that a lot of y'all could do like for me it's like it fucking hurts my soul to do shit like that so i i have to keep it real that, that's like the best you can get out of me might as well or i'll say keep it up keep it up <laughs> which is also not insulting but it's very vague it doesn't actually mean anything because in my head if i put keep it up Sometimes I mean it in a positive way. Sometimes I really do. I'm like, oh yeah, that's dope. Keep it up. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, keep it up. Keep working. <laughs> keep working on that shit. Maybe you'll get better. Right now you're trash, but keep it up. <laughs> and you might be able to become recycling maybe. Because recycling's a little better than trash. Right? A lot of these motherfuckers that are trash are recycling. You know? Recycling the same flows, the same lyrics, same beats. So, interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. I keep the faith in all this because I see all this whack shit that goes viral, right? 
all this whack music that goes viral, all this like really forgettable shit and no disrespect to them but I'm just like if something with this little artistic value can like generate this much attention and money there's absolutely no reason why an album like ZN can't do well you know or definitely an album like Chamber Zero by the way I don't have a full verdict yet. I don't know what the general consensus is. But I have come across a few people who have said that they like Chamber Zero better than ZN. And I'm okay with that, obviously. Like, they're both my albums. But I felt like I was on a streak for so long where the albums kept getting better. And even me, myself, I don't think I can honestly say that ZN is better than Chamber Zero. And the best I can say is that they might be even. But that being said, <laughs> when I break it down personally, there are things that I would do differently on ZN. Couple things. Not a crazy amount, actually. But there are things I would do differently. You know I'm an honest person, though. So I'll tell you straight up what... I would do differently. Number one, Dream Deferred is just not mixed very well. I thought it was going to be mixed better. That was the current, that was the state of the track years ago. I thought for the album version that we would up the vocals. That's all we really needed to do, just up the vocals a bit. But clearly, New Jack didn't do that. And it's painfully obvious to me when I hear it, maybe not to y'all, but it sounds, the vocals are so fucking quiet. And it's, it's frustrating. It's like, <laughs> this track really could have been better just off of that. You know? Um... <laughs> The good part is it's a two-minute track, so it almost feels like a skit, really. And it's not unlistenable. It's just like you have to turn the volume up on that track, and you shouldn't have to do that. And also, um, the beat is not chopped 100% well. There are instances on this album where I basically papered over the cracks... You know, I kind of filled in the cracks that New Jack left when he would chop a beat. He's very good conceptually. He has a lot of strengths. He's good at making it cinematic. He's good at making the album cinematic. He's good at, like, doing that, I would say. That's his strength, making something cinematic. And he has good ideas and concepts for beats, you know, um... Where I think he fell short in some areas. Not short enough to... I don't think any of the tracks were fucked up to the point where they were unlistenable. But where he fell short a few times was the chops. You know. The chops on some of the beats. Where they ended up being a little offbeat. And like... I should have spoken up a bit more. I didn't want to hurt my friend's feelings, and I felt like, um, I felt like I could fix it, basically. And I did, for the most part. 
on some tracks you you don't notice you wouldn't notice at all you know so I won't even mention those but on Dream Deferred he, you know the chopping wasn't great and I think that that sucked some momentum out the way that I think it did is y'all might not notice but I know that I, the way I'm rapping on that song is like a little bit unsure which is not how it should be the reason I'm a little bit unsure is because I know that I'm rapping on this choppy ass beat and I don't want to go off beat and fuck it up so it's like I have to rap in an unnatural way that's not really fully it's it, it stays on beat but because the beat itself is off beat it's like it's it's a difficult thing to pull off not to give myself too much credit, but it's a difficult thing to pull off because it's like I'm having to rap in a way that's unnatural. The way I rap, obviously, like, I'm very precise with it. Like, you hear that on this album. You hear that on a track like uh, Hibiscus, right? That's where I'm, like, hitting all the drums and, like, that's a track where I don't know if anyone else could have brought that much out of that instrumental. Very few people, I think, could. Because it's not the most interesting instrumental in the world. It's, it's good, you know, but I think if a lot of people tried to pull that track off, it would not go well. So I will give myself credit on that. But there's just, you know, little shit. The scratching in Sunflower is better than the early version, but I've gotten... A complaint about it and I don't really disagree with them I think that the scratching is a little fucked up on that song you know um, so far one one complaint that I got somebody who liked Chamber Zero better right they felt like the album didn't really take off until Cubic Zirconia which is almost halfway into the album you know, and then that's where their favorite songs were, is like that in the second half of the album. I honestly, it shocks me when people don't like Oasis, and I think Sunflower is a pretty safe bet, too. You know, I could see people not liking Dream Deferred. Um, I think the intro... These are things that I would do differently if it were my own album. I wouldn't have made the intro that long. Honestly, I think it's... I think that... I like it, but as a personal thing, like, I like it. I don't know if the average listener is trying to sit there for three minutes and listen to ambient sounds. You know? Um, Andrea's... Andrea, I'm tempted to say Andrea, but I think it is. I would say Andrea's Andromeda. Andrea's Andromeda. I don't know. Andrea's Andromeda fits better, right? It's not Andromeda. Right? So. That song. I feel like because it doesn't switch up a crazy amount, it's a bit long. I would have cut a little bit of the runtime off of that one. You know? And same kind of goes for decay now does that ruin those tracks no but it's stuff that i would have done a little differently i think that just a bit long on those you know and 
they're still good songs, arguably. I mean, arguably great songs. And Andrea's Andromeda, I don't think is decay. Some people have said just does not fit into the album. Some people really fuck with it, but it does. It could be jarring. I think that it fit as well as it could have fit because it doesn't sound like any of the other tracks. None of them really have that EDM influence other than, um, well, I guess Dream Deferred to an extent, a small extent, and then Andrea's Andromeda. Other than that, the rest of the album is pretty lo-fi hip-hop to hi-fi at moments. So, that song... I, I actually wanted to rap over it, and maybe that would have made it fit better, but he kind of, he insisted on making it an instrumental. I don't, I think it's a cool instrumental. I do think that it goes on a little long, considering that it doesn't change up that much. Like, it, it's mostly the same couple beats repeated, you know. And again, doesn't ruin it. And honestly, probably some people's favorite track. Well, people who aren't into hip-hop, like, I'm sure they really fuck with that, and it's like, their favorite thing what surprises me is like i won't say that oasis is polarizing but there are people that don't like it and it kind of surprises me (laughs) like when i was out with people they're drunk so they're being honest they love cubic zirconia i said yeah a lot of people like oasis and they're like oh not me (laughs) i'm like all right shit I was I was a little surprised because I think that's a pretty universal track, and I've I've gotten feedback from people that it's one of the best songs they've ever heard, you know. So people that just love the track, you know. So that surprised me. I didn't expect it outright like I don't like this track, you know. Um, and I'm fine with that, but it was a little bit surprising. <laughs> But then again, that is a weird song, so it's like, it might, if you're not used to hearing that, you might, it might take a little warming up to. But I think everything about that song is good, you know, so that's the part that is a bit weird. It has a great bass line, um, lots of different flows, clever lyrics, it's actually a lot deeper than I think people think. So, a lot of people have made comparisons with women right where it's like oh you're this and this and this girl you're all that you know you're shall I compare thee to a midsummer's day you know or just whatever whatever positive adjectives you can throw um that song is about crash landing on a planet this is what I want you to imagine imagine crash landing onto a planet wandering in the desert for 40 years and then out of nowhere finding something that makes you forget all about all your past struggles and makes them all worth it basically saying that's what you are to me girl so (laughs) I think that's actually a much more powerful song than it probably sounds like when you just hear me talking stupid about it (laughs) In the song, like all these silly lyrics, it's a deeper song than it seems like, you know. And again, it the album is full of dualities, so it's like talking about you shape shift, like you change shape. Sometimes I don't know, like if I can trust this, but no matter what, 
you stay beautiful to me, you know, through all your changes in life. Because in Oasis, a lot of times when people see Oasis in the desert, they're actually mirages, you know, so it's not real. It looks better than it is. Which is obviously explored in Cupid's Zirconia too. So it's all that type of stuff that's wrapped into that. And um, I know, I know. Like, that's a weird track for some people. But honestly, it's a bit odd. Because I do, I actually do think that it is one of the best hip-hop tracks to come out in a, in a long time. So, to me, that's like, I don't get any hate towards it but hey I will stand up for that track anytime it's a, it's a great fucking song man but I'm fine with people not liking it I never expect people to like everything you know never expect that it's really interesting to see the taste because I thought that Cubic might be more polarizing so far everyone fucking loves Cubic I'm like okay cool it is a great track and honestly like I get it it has like a a mood it's like a darker track it sounds cool i love it i love the track you know honestly like nothing bad to say about that track but it's just a trip because i thought that that might be more polarizing you know because it's very hip-hop that track is very hip-hop very wu-tang style hip-hop so it surprises me when people are like yeah that's one that's one of the ones i like the most i'm like oh really wow I'm glad, though. I mean, that's a good sign if the tracks that you were like, I don't know how people take this one, you know. Um, for me, I think Dream Defer could have been better. And honestly, I hope to actually put a better version of it onto the album, so hopefully I can make that happen for y'all. Uh, I might just sneak it onto there, so be on the lookout. I mean, if Kanye can, like, remake whole track lists, like, I can put a better version of Dream Deferred onto the album for sure. So I think that, I honestly think like that track could really be a banger if it was just mixed fucking better. You know? It's still cool, but it's like and maybe it doesn't bother y'all. I mean, it's been one of the like most played tracks, so maybe it's maybe all that's for nothing. You know? But to me that's the one of the glaring flaws that stands out where it's like, ah, that could have been better. It takes it from being like probably like a seven as a track. Like it takes it down to that when that one has the potential to be maybe a nine, you know. And now it's kind of dropped because of that. Maybe a six. It might be a six. I don't know. But obviously that's... And a classic album can have that. Because I do actually believe that this is a classic album. I don't know how many will agree or not, but... Is it as good as Chamber Zero? I don't know. If you put a gun to my head, I think that this album is way more poetic than Chamber Zero. I don't want to say it's better lyrically, but it's just... It's more meaningful lyrically, but Chamber Zero from a musical perspective is just, I think it's better from a musical perspective. And I gotta tell you, like, there, there's really, like, nothing I would change about Chamber Zero. Nothing I would change. The only thing that even comes to mind is I think that my 
verse, the first verse on Knock Em Out The Park is a little low. I think the vocals are very slightly low, especially compared to Deep Space. And then I think that uh, Bombs Away is maybe not quite as loud as some of the other tracks. But again, no big deal. Certainly doesn't ruin the song. You can certainly still hear my vocals clearly on um, both those tracks, really. But it doesn't ruin the song at all, like either song. But it's just like, that's if, if I had to find stuff that I would do slightly differently but that's totally fine because even on like the the big budget like albums where they're spending millions of dollars and all that like even on those i hear flaws i hear where levels aren't right so (laughs) for chamber zero to have like maybe two moments of that that aren't even that noticeable maybe y'all will notice them now that i said that but no one's ever said anything because it's not that noticeable but i have gotten some critiques of the mixing on z and people have said it's a mixed bag um some people think the or no not some people one guy thought the vocals are too loud on morning glory i i i disagree with that i think that they're good but um the fact that there is even critiques like that says a lot, you know? It's like, oh, like, Chamber Zero didn't have this problem. But overall, the response has been great. People really like it. People are really responding to it, you know, particularly. Like, Bouquet's been a favorite, you know. Um, Hibiscus has been a favorite. Oasis, honestly, is a favorite. Most people love the track. <laughs> But even Cubic. So it's like, when you factor all that in, it's like, you're getting a lot of great music out of this. I've heard people say that they like the tracks individually more than the album experience. Which, honestly, I think that the tracks are enhanced by the album listening experience. But, again, everybody has different opinions, and that's totally fine. You know? I'm kind of reviewing it myself here. Like, with these comments and stuff, but... Overall, man, I'm really happy with it, Um, and I usually have these things that I would change on albums. I think I got lucky with Chamber Zero, or really I should give Chamberlain a lot of credit for everything he did, because he made that a special album too. Um, This album was a more personal album for me, and... I, there's a cu- just, just those couple tiny flaws that I would have refined. I don't think they keep it from being a classic, but I just think that it could have been that those little things could have been better. That's all. Honestly, though, I can't really fault this. We don't have the big multi-million dollar budget. We don't have access to the biggest and best artists in the world and the best like mixing teams and the best studios, so... All that being considered, man, you have to put all that into effect, you know. Because truthfully, when I created these songs, I really didn't have money. Like, five years ago, I didn't have the money to spend to get this shit done in, like, a professional way. But it's still, I mean, for the most part, I feel like the mixing is great on the album. Like, you know, track like... It's particularly like a track like Morning Glory. That guy was saying that it could have been mixed better, but I think that track of all the tracks is like very crisp and clear. Um, uh, Hibiscus is mixed very well. I feel like Oasis is mixed well, you know. 
the um the the all those ambient tracks are mixed well honestly they're mixed well which can be a little frustrating because like hey you fucking made sure these sounded immaculate but you couldn't even turn up the damn vocals on dream deferred (laughs) like the fuck but that kind of happens sometimes when you work with a producer like they want their shit to shine so they're like oh yeah yeah, those vocals on this. You hear what I did on this beat, though? It's like, yeah, that's cool, but people want to be able to hear the vocals. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I mean, overall, man, very pleased and just very happy to actually have it out. It is weird to think, though, of, like, how different my career trajectory might have been if this this album should have come out after Life and Zero Graffiti 1 and 2. And then how would that have changed things? If I released this album at like 24, 25 actually, I think. How does that change things? We probably would have had music, a music video. Maybe a few music videos for that album. Which I'm still working on, but people are lagging. I'm not lagging, I'm ready to go. But, you know, you know that shit fucking goes. So how would that have been different? I wonder that because it's like I think that the reception to this album would always be strong I actually think it probably would have been stronger then because now I've set the standard so fucking high that I can't have albums that have tracks that aren't mixed the greatest you know (laughs) people notice it's like hey motherfucker we heard what you could do on Chamber Zero we heard what the like master class in mixing sounds like you can't be dropping shit now that's not mixed that well <laughs> it's like alright most of this is mixed that well it's just there's a couple tracks so it's like alright that could have been mixed a little better it's a learning experience honestly what you have to keep in mind is this is New Jack's first like real album I know he'll say something different like like alright bro where are the albums though you did these mixes but that's different it's not the same cause with the mixes you're basically like you're mixing in a little bit of your own shit with other people's shit that's already mixed. So it's like you don't, you're not really having to mix to the same degree, you know? So, anyway, yeah. Please check out the album, man. We did put a lot of work into it, and it's it was a long time coming. So I hope you like it as much as we enjoyed making it. And, um, yeah, man, I'll be back after the break. I'm going to continue with more discussions. As I always do on Life in Zero Gravity. So I do have to say, as I've said before like creating an album with one of your good friends it's an amazing feeling um you know i would say that me and chamberlain are friends now but it's not the same relationship as it is with me and new jack where it's like we have known each other since like third grade and been friends since then like we have Actually, pretty much for the entire duration of our friendship, we have planned on making music together. He used to want to rap. His name was Nick OG. (laughs) 
And uh, he didn't feel he had like a natural talent to it. <laughs> so at the time, I mean, I think he had some potential, but he was, I don't think he was focused on the lyrics as much. He did want to do it, but he gave it up at one point. And at the time, it was so cool. I was so excited. Like, oh, me and my friend rapped together. Like, this is cool. You know, like, this is this is dope. And I had that same thing later on with friends. Like, when S Scott and I got on some tracks together. Jimmy and I got on tracks together. You know, Alex and I. Like, that was honestly some of the best times of my life like making music together recording together we we're recording in closets <laughs> just making music and you know what a good amount of classic songs came out of those closets i'm not gonna lie there was some real heat going on well shit 11 11 i would say that's a classic album and that album was more produced obviously jimmy had a heavier hand in the production but I mean I was there with him helping make all the beats and like selecting which beats and the order of the album and all that man so like I feel like I co-produced that shit to be honest with you like I definitely didn't have a, as much of a hands-on role but I did come up with almost all the song concepts you know so all the choruses. I think I came up with all the choruses. Yeah, man. Wow. So, that was amazing to do. Honestly, that um, it holds up very well. Again, mixing, only real flaw with that. Under the Stars of Brilliance. <laughs> you can actually still find that album online at stardoc11.bandcamp.com. That's stardoc11, just the number 11.bandcamp.com. A lot of y'all are familiar with Bandcamp. You can find it. Or just look up Starface Soul Children 11 and it should come up. That's actually written as the word 11, though. Starface Soul Children 11. That was honestly like front to back. That was an amazing album. And it's wild to think we're little 19 year olds putting that shit together. And I mean, that was an amazing time too. It's the shit I miss. I miss that shit. That was part of the fun of music. And now that I'm working with people again, it is, it's great. Like, it was a long time where I was doing it all solo. Everybody quit rap but me. I was the only one trying to rap. And it's like you you want to make your own beats. Even though your beats aren't really as good as like the professional producers that have been doing it for years. But you want to. I don't know why I wanted to. Most rappers don't make their own beats. That's what a lot of y'all probably don't realize. Most of the artists you hear, they don't make the beats. Like, they just get them from somebody. And, you know. Sometimes they even just jack them from YouTube or SoundCloud and go viral with that shit. I mean, that's... what's I, I think that's what happened with Old Town Road. It was pretty much something like that. So, it's crazy. The power of virtual marketing. 
I remember I heard that song like way early on before it was even known like that. I was like, this is a weird little song, but I guess it's cool. And that shit just took off. It's crazy. Crazy to think. And that's like a life-changing thing. It still happens in music. Not always, but it does happen. So that extra layer of like ha having an album that was made with your friend, it's it's a strong thing, man. I really appreciate it. I'm thankful for us being able to make that album together. It may not have been exactly what I was planning for, but I think it pretty much was, though. Yeah. So, I am thankful for having a friend like New Jack to be able to make that album. It was a long journey, and I'm not going to lie, I was annoyed with that motherfucker several times. So I'd see him like start to do like his little EDM projects and start to work with other artists and it's like wait motherfucker we still got this album sitting here you know and I think to be honest with you I think he had like a mental block and was reacting negatively to like the comments that people might say and it's like I stopped caring about that stuff you have to you know the only way but a lot of people can't do that. So that's, you know, that's what we need, you know? A little bit of relaxation. <laughs> the music game, it's a rough game, man. It's a real rough game. It's like you could have all the talent in the world and things just might not work out. Like, putting all the work. Write all the songs. Write songs every day for years, for example. And uh, if you're not spending big money to get yourself on playlists and all that, get yourself heard, then people won't pay attention. As sad as it is, that's just, <laughs> that's the way it goes, man. So I do my best. I do my best to try to make sure I'm promoting things well. But it's easier said than done. Like a lot of. A lot of these. Uh, this, I literally get hundreds of messages a day. About like. Oh we'll promote your track. We'll do this and this and this. Like so many people reaching out. I can't even keep track of it. Honestly. And a lot of it doesn't even go through. <laughs> but the stuff that goes through. Like. I don't know if I can trust it. You know, there's just too many people. Some of it might be real, but it's so oversaturated. It's like, which ones are real? Which ones are I'm sure some of them are real. I'm sure some of them are legitimate. But there are a lot of them in there where it's like, this is clearly a scam. <laughs> and it's just so many people that have gained the power to 
make money off of you in that way, you know? It's unfortunate. Like, I put a lot of time and effort in, and a lot of times the songs fall on deaf ears. People just don't pay attention. People don't care. So. But I keep pushing. I still, I'm telling you, I still believe. Um, but it gets... It gets tough sometimes. It's just everybody has their hands out for money, man. It's like, what the fuck? Like, has it ever been where a song was just good and it got out there on its own? Or has it just always been people pushing it who, like, got paid to do so? That's what I wonder sometimes. A lot of times it feels like it's just people pushing it because they got paid, man. (laughs) That's what it feels like a lot of times. I'm just like, fuck. Man, YouTube seems like it's nerfing my video. YouTube is doing this thing too. I'm trying to get monetized. And it's like, if you look on the YouTube studio app, it says I have like, I don't know, 4,400 hours of view time. Then when you actually go to the monetization page, it says you need 4,000 hours to get monetized. It says I have, uh, what's it called? 3,200 something hours of view time. Watch time, my bad. I don't know why I'm saying view time. So it's like one of those is off. (laughs) Clearly, they can't both be right. But if I had to guess, it's probably the monetization one. And I think they're doing it on purpose. They're purposely like, I don't know why, but... I know I guess they have incentive like they don't want to pay people if they don't have to so many people who have a YouTube account who don't get that amount of watch time and who don't get paid and that's what I mean YouTube's not mad about that they don't want to pay out (laughs) they don't want extra expenses so I get it but it's I mean it's whack (laughs) from my perspective it's like I'm trying to um, make things happen and people are just getting in the way, man. People are supposed to be promoters. They ain't promoting shit. That's the thing that's interesting. Like, people make whole careers out of being promoters. And their function is literally just gatekeeping <laughs> to collect fees from you to play shows or to get on playlists or this and that, you know. They're not promoting shit. They're just collecting your money and you're promoting yourself. it's just whack man I swear once I build up myself more I'm not going to do this shit to people I really want to mentor artists and make them successful it's a cold game you know I've made a lot of music and I've watched so much mid ass shit rise and make people millions of dollars and when it comes to my stuff that's that I've I I promise you that I've put time and effort into every single line I've ever written and people won't give it the time of day you know it doesn't get the push cuz there's not a bunch of money behind it cuz honestly if you if you're making money let's say you got to, like thousands here and there to throw out which record labels do that's why people sign with record labels is stuff like that because they can just throw 
couple thousand at, at a promotion for a project and that'll have some impact you know you throw a couple thousand instagrams away you're gonna get those views i know i've seen it you know but if you're not somebody who just has all this disposable income it's very difficult to actually gain traction you know that's why a lot of times the only way to make it in rap <laughs> For a lot of people was like, oh, you got to sell drugs because fucking that's a lot of money. You could throw that money behind the music. That truly was the story for a lot of early rappers, you know, or a lot of early promoters and shit. That's what they did to get on. You need that, like the social media algorithms will not help you. Unless you throw money into it. You might get lucky. You might be able to just press all the right buttons. But for the most part, you got to pay. It's pay for play, baby. That's what it is. That's the name of the game. So. Shit sucks. Because right now, both the ZN album and definitely my new music video are being fucking... <laughs> they're being like shadow banned. Essentially. It's crazy. Post a reel. And it'll get like 10 plays. Like what is going on? How do. There's no logical reason why somebody with like over 30,000 followers should get 10 plays on a reel. That just doesn't make sense. Instagram is just. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So. Anyway. I don't want to just keep ranting about this shit. <laughs> I just wanted to tell y'all, like, some of the inner workings of the album and everything. If you... I'd, I'd actually be curious to hear your opinion on the album if you feel the need to throw some feedback our way. I believe what I believe, and maybe you actually can change my mind. You never know. I'm an open-minded person. But... I would be curious to hear from y'all. Um, I honestly don't know fully what the public perception to the album is. So I just haven't heard from a lot of people, you know. I know the response to Chamber Zero was tremendous. This one feels very good overall. But I can't really tell. A lot of downloads for the album. A lot of tracks getting I can't see which ones are getting downloaded, but there's a lot of downloads. It's always a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I just keep building, man. I keep trying to fuck with the algorithm, figure some shit out, try to get my shit out there more. That's all I can really do. It's, it's interesting. You know, I see the games they play. But I'm always keep it real with you. And you'll see everything will everything will come to light at the end of the day. They know I'm a good guy. <laughs> it it gets rough though. It really does. But I'm strong enough to make it through all that. I always say tell a friend to tell a friend. Okay, here's an interesting thing for you, right? Total moment of transparency. 
So there's a point where I was easily getting on my stories and all that on Instagram. I post stories. I was easily getting like. Let's say at the peak, I was getting over 300 views on my story. Pretty good. I had a lot less followers. But I would get that. Tell me why. Now that I have way more followers, there are several days where the views on my story are like practically capped at 30. How does it go from 300 to 30? I haven't lost followers overall. Like, I'm sure I've lost some, you know. But I haven't actually lost followers. How does it drop from 300 to 30? How? It's just an interesting thing. They're always changing the system and you can't really fully tell what's next. But I still feel like I can win, you know. It's just tough. But what can you do? Anyway, I'll be back to wrap up the show. Coming up with some of your favorite segments. Much love. Thank you for listening. KZR World Sports. So shit, man. Not too much to talk about in the world of sports, but the Dodgers have won eight in a row. They just swept the Giants. Flying high. God damn. <laughs> they and the crazy thing is, is it still feels like they're not playing all the way to the potential. They have had a, a lot of injuries. Missing some of the best players all year. Some people come back, then other people get hurt. So, it's just been all over the place, honestly. But, they keep winning. They look like a World Series favorite. We'll see how it plays out. You know. Honestly, there's not too much more to it. This might be one of the shortest sports segments. (laughs) What do you think? Nothing really in boxing. Uh, Oh, I guess the Westbrook thing. Westbrook is... Still on the Lakers. There's rumors he wants out, which I don't really blame him. But just the fact that every team, people just have such a negative view of Westbrook, and it's crazy to me. It's like he still could lead most teams to the playoffs, you know. But for whatever reason, he's just hated by people. I don't get it personally, but it's just true. So feel bad for him and I would like to see him stay a Laker I know I'm sure most people wouldn't because they blame him for everything but honestly I just wish him success wherever he goes but yeah I mean there's 
really not much more interesting in the world of sports, so I guess I'll just wrap this up. Sports! And now, let us read from the Book of Grav. Hey, I see the way it goes, so I don't deal with racist hoes. White girls on that Trumpy Trump, that bullshit is cumbersome. Hate on me cause I'm from the slums. They vacillate from dumb to dumb. (laughs) I see it as a challenge though. I'm dealing with the phallus hoes. Shut the fuck up, baby cakes. <laughs> Your crazy hate just made me great. <laughs> I'm flexing on them phonetically. <laughs> Come in first, fuck alphabetically. It's Z. The only letter they need to know. I give them that speedy glow. Shake you down to your knickers. <laughs> I keep drowning the skipper. orgasms keep drowning the skipper you know I'm blowing through with buku bucks acting like I never knew you fucks don't make me bruise you up you know how you do you suck I'm blowing through with buku bucks acting like I never knew you fucks don't make me bruise you up. You know how you do. You suck. That's our show. Thanks again for checking in. I'm your host, Big Zero. You know the vibes by now. Um, yeah, man, it's it's been interesting. Just trying to stay afloat, you know, trying to promote this album to the best of my abilities. Please check out ZM, man. We put the time, we put the effort in, and I guarantee you'll love at least most of the songs. So thank you for real for everything. Uh, Shout out to my friend taking me out to celebrate the album. I don't know what her final thoughts are, but I appreciate her doing that. And yeah, man, honestly, not too much more to say. But one, one love and I wish you much success. And I'll be back next week. You know where to find me at the same place. That's how I've been doing it. One love. Life is zero gravity. Attention please. Planetary emergency. Information that will be given is private to the human race. Leaking or sharing is a crime. I repeat, all information that will be given is a private secret to the human race and it is strictly a forbidden to share. Please remain calm, and do not turn off your device until broadcast end. Please remain calm.
The moral thing I should wish to say to them is very simple. I should say, love is wise, hatred is foolish.